welcome to yet another episode of the New Space India podcast. Uh, we have uh, Chris Nair here, who's the CEO of Kava Space. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Um, great to be here. So, Chris, uh, you know, traditionally in space industry, you have uh, people who have spent 20 years, 30 years building rockets or satellites, then trying to build something in space and, you know, getting into the entrepreneurship mode. So tell us a little bit about your background and you know what inspired you to get into the space industry. Right. Um, I'm not uh, from a traditional uh, space uh, technology background at all. Um, I, I studied physics and uh, then moved into mostly technology startups um, somewhere around 2003 onwards. In one way or other, I've been in the Indian startup ecosystem um, as an employee of uh, young companies or like, you know, trying to create startups or from the investor side, um, pretty much since 2003, four, um, I've been in this industry. About uh, three or four years ago, a group of people uh, were trying to uh, create a a fund which was focusing more on the deep tech and core tech areas that was a time like you know i started looking more into like you know what are the white spaces exist for a fund manager to kind of operate in and uh, prior to that i was in some corporate development roles and investment roles in funds and um, larger um, multinationals so the, the the group then like you know kind of slipped into this particular industry rather than like it's more of an accident a happy accident later uh, than like you know just as a, a natural progression from uh, like a, a space scientist or a space enthusiast to kind of um, then slowly creating their own company. Um, worked on a bunch of uh, um, great early stage companies um, and and. Uh, a part of a group uh, which was kind of building um, a new space company somewhere about three, three and a half years ago. Um, later, like, you know, the, the, the group kind of pursued, certain, certain people from that group pursued the manufacturing route. Um, I thought at that particular point in time, rather than taking the venture route, uh, create a company which is basically like, you know, kind of mixing together all. Um, so we took a more of a platform route. Um, so Kava Space, um, uh, right now, it's again, like, you know, it's about nine months old. Um, we mostly operate in, like, in a critical infrastructure for uh, corporations to kind of deploy space missions. Um, and uh, going well. So when you stepped in, you know, almost as an outsider into the space industry, what were the gaps you thought were very visible and what were the things that you found as very bizarre? Well, I was too stupid to kind of even realize there were any gaps, right? <laughs> like, you know, um, I, uh, uh, to be honest, like, you know, we, we all were, uh, whether it's in space or non-space, we are trying to build great companies. Um, and uh, the team um, I have with me right now, our primary ambition is to uh, create a company which is kind of like, you know, transcends the usual uh, scene. And uh, we happen to be in the space industry. And... Um, if you if you're taking the the system route or like you know the spacecraft route or a launch vehicle route, of course, like you know you have to kind of rub shoulders with the bureaucracy, uh, which is usually like you know not a pleasant experience for the like in you know, a non-patient uh, ones, which is most of the entrepreneurs are. Um, but uh, the smarter ones are kind of figuring it out. Um, uh, like you know, most of our contemporaries in the new space ecosystem here uh, making uh, massive progress, uh, whether it's like you know even the 
it's like in a highly regulated industry they're making massive progresses and uh, we're getting inspired with most almost on a daily basis and uh, trying to catch up um from an outsider perspective um like i said like you know we were extremely um lucky to kind of like you know get a lot of support from the industry um some from the government side mostly from the fellow entrepreneurs and uh, ecosystem enablers at the tip so um so far so good so what does uh, kava space want to do and what is your kind of mission ahead right um so as an outsider when i looked in into this space um and uh, one thing we kind of observed was that the entire satellite industry satellite system industry at least like you know designed in a way that they so that they can actually send uh, sort sell more satellites um so they kind of flipped the narrative all the time saying that you need more satellites um then we thought okay that is one way to look at it then uh, before doing much we started talking to people we know from the industry which is mostly the consumer customer side of the side whether it's financial services or equivalent um, i said what exactly you want uh, is that i definitely need an extra layer of information which is coming from space so that i can actually mix it with my current user set of data and make better um, uh, business strategies or outcomes whether it's micro or macro so building on to whatever like you know got feedback we got from the larger customers the anchor customers we have um uh, we took a route of uh, designing and operating um critical infrastructure and uh, exposing that particular infrastructure this can be imaging satellites this can be like you know communication uh, constellations and exposing that through an api so that our customers can actually do um near real time missions to capture Uh, information they would like to capture and uh, uh, the software platform kind of takes care of it uh, put it as an api so that like you know our customers can actually pull and push data in certain ways uh, that's a larger idea we strongly believe that like from a thesis point of view the solution to space um, uh, uh, space industry data going to real corporations it's not about satellite ownership the future is probably like you know everybody kind of sharing this particular information uh, a cross connection between and uh, creating better experiences and interfaces for them to kind of access this particular data pretty much near near real time so when you talk to all these people uh, were they not aware that there was for example access to isro data where perhaps they would have used it in such a way or were there a lot of kind of capacity building that you had to do or kind of you know bring them up to speed on what is available that they could use or uh, how was the whole process of you know discovering the customer requirements so well um starting something in like you know say whether it's this year or last year a lot of the f- entrepreneurs who already worked on it whether it's in space data as at least uh, they have kind of trained the market well and uh, they've been like you know supplying to most of the customers whether it's our customers are kind of becoming like the fortune 50 of the world and uh, somehow they did, their data scientist teams are already using some sort of it right whether it's like the open data or like they are already procuring data or insights from uh, smaller companies or startups um, so from a space based data for your business it's not a hard sell um and i think it's more about like you know can you make the access to that extremely simple and programmable that's a phase like you know we just need to kind of catch on rather than like it's not a hard sell is a short answer 
so from what I understand, you're more uh, looking at uh, being a service provider, essentially where the people who are using your service do not need to care about anything that you operate as infrastructure. Correct. You know, just get the insights yeah. uh, at the end. Yeah. Uh, uh, so in establishing all of this, uh, do you see an ecosystem in India which can support all your hardware development, all the development needed for the satellite, or are you seeing that you need to rely heavily on you know, foreign companies to build up everything locally? I think it is going to be a mix. Like, you know, so for a company like ours, um, um, or at our stage, um, most of them would like to kind of own and operate uh, some sort of sensors in the low Earth orbit or equivalent. Um, for that, like, you know, it is a fairly heavy investment, both from a capital investment point of view, as well as like the ongoing management and insurance uh, uh, aspect of things. Um, I'm fairly certain the Indian uh, companies will emerge out and become players in that. But at this moment, like, you know, looking at our current supplier uh, list or the shortlist point of view, um, I would say about 20% is Indian companies and rest are all pretty much Europe. Um, and, uh, but in the quarters to come, probably we'll, we'll see more and more uh, Indian suppliers uh, coming to our meta uh, uh, list. So essentially, the suite of sensors that you want to have in your satellites are rough, mostly optical cameras and Correct. Uh, things like that. So, um, do you uh, are you looking at a range which is uh, like you know far beyond uh, high resolution or you know below one meter, or will you be looking at you know something above that where you're generating more in terms of uh, you know spectral data? Right. Um, I think like, you know, so there's a little bit of confusion, at least in our in our heads that like, you know, f for an Indian company, um, is it okay to kind of like, you know, operate in certain um, resolution for our immediate customers? I think like, you know, f uh, with a bunch of partner satellites we have, uh, we are kind of offering somewhat in the same range. Um, but then, like, you know, slowly, most of our customers are global companies. And um, it doesn't matter whether, like, you know, the, the, the larger growth for a company like Kava is to kind of, like, you know, go and set up uh, their centers in um, most of the financial capitals in the world. So, depending on the regulatory situation in each country, we will increase our uh, um, uh, optical solution in a way that, like, you know, we can serve customers better. Uh, you know, a couple of years back, uh, I was in China uh, traveling, and I met a bunch of people uh, uh, from a Swiss, uh, you know, trading uh, group and one of the largest uh, traders right. in the world. And uh, they, the group, had actually set up a, a geospatial lab inside the equity trading, uh, you know, yep. thing. And essentially, they were a bunch of financial analysts uh, working next to geospatial yep. analysts yep. and creating the kind of insights that they would need right. to make uh, decisions. Yes. And, you know, they were giving me bizarre examples. For example, they were saying, look, uh, we want to trade uh, no Disney stocks, how Disney stocks would perform right. uh, in ch uh, based on their investment in China because they Disney had made a very big Correct. play in uh, China and they did not know what will be the footfall and when will be the returns and everything else. So they were telling me how, for example, they use satellite data to measure lines of people, match that with the prices of the, of the tickets, yep. and then uh, you know make a projection of when will be the uh, P&L yep. balancing out. It's hard to be an intern in these financial companies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
So do you see uh, such deep integration of uh, knowledge about data and you know forecasting into let's say the Indian financial markets? Yes, um, we are. We are. There's one example I think at least um, um, at this moment we can give is that one of the similar financial and um, um, risk management companies. Uh, they are using some sort of we're co-creating a solution with them on identifying like you know the the emission from certain manufacturing uh, um, hubs and uh, zeroing on certain companies they own shares in and understanding what kind of uh, output from an industrial point of view they can do so that I can actually make a macro or bet whether it's to kind of hold that particular share or like you know shorted which is kind of similar to like you know understanding maybe like you know the the the, the people walking into certain uh, recreational centers and like and you know, accounting the people and multiplying it with uh, ticket yeah. sales uh, there are like you know i think when you when you give a roughly um, raw but somewhat programmable and a canvas to uh, some of the brightest people in these industries uh, they will pick this data mix it with a bunch of other things and probably create um, incredible uh, ways to look at that particular situation um, uh, for a company like ours or like whether it's Kava or anybody operating in this particular area the best thing to do is that like you know make these things um, uh, so easy to consume so that like you know your use cases you're not deciding the use cases your end user is basically like you know playing with it and uh, creating solutions which even if you you never thought of so uh, you know, clearly your approach is mostly like B2B at the moment. Yes. Um, of course, you know, so I was talking to some of the guys in the industry and how, for example, the NGA in the US, the geospatial agency, yeah. uh, is funding a lot of them to uh, generate insights. You know, one of the friends of mine was telling me, basically, companies made a case where software would replace uh, geospatial analysts, yeah. you know, military analysts, who were looking at stuff by ICE yeah. uh, and using experience to detect what uh, what was going on. Yeah. And uh, they made a case that they would need something like a 700,000 analysts every year for the kind of insights that they're generating because they're imaging the earth every day. Interesting, yeah. Right? So uh, in India's case, for example, it's still the case where, you know, we in India have defense people who are geospatial analysts who are just using satellite imagery, using their expertise, by ice yeah. and by you know patterns yeah. to mark and recognize things uh, which are interesting. So, will you think uh, a company like you, if you you know are successful in showcasing that there's B two B consumption, that will open up the gateway to the to the military space as well? Sure, uh, uh, we really hope so. And uh, not just us. Um, there are, like I said, our industry colleagues are uh, working on. We are taking certain approach, and they are taking some other approach, both in the like in you know, the upstream and the downstream areas um, the good thing about like an you know, interacting with extremely complex uh, organizations and uh, the analyst group in financial services or in risk management or strategic risk management in certain cases is that uh, the system at least something like a, what we call Kava cloud gets better the more um, uh, people use it and uh, when we talk about like another you know, millions and millions of API calls which is happening for certain specific function um, it's a two-way thing our system will get better they get a better result and slowly in the quarters to come like you know the system will be uh, strong enough uh, for like you know a, a military use case um, or similar um, they can actually use it uh, let's, let's wait for this thing to work. 
Um, so, yeah, just continue. Yeah, so, um, of course, like, you know, so uh, young companies like ours, like, uh, we need to kind of, like, you know, prove that we can handle massive amount of data and uh, extremely, like, you know, regulated industries like financial services um, and equivalent um, and, and uh, 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 probably post after like you know say a couple of dozen customers um, everybody is kind of comfortable that like you know okay these guys are managing like you know probably billions of data points a day and uh, pretty much covering everything then a smaller military use case of spotting or pattern recognition it's fairly easy for any young son so was it uh, easy to you know raise uh, money for your venture and uh, how easy is it to you know not just uh, raise money to just establish the concept or you know, proof of concept, but really, uh, you know, to scale such an idea where it really is, becomes functional at an enterprise level in India. Right. Um, it was. Uh, uh, we were we were in a lucky situation that, like you know, f uh, uh, previous uh, previous experience in building or being part of uh, um, growing companies uh, kind of helped our case in a sense that like you know our early investors had some sort of faith in the team and uh, the team we created and uh, like you know the path we want to take right uh, the, the great the clear communication with them was that uh, software is kind of eaten the world space is next and what are the ways to kind of like you know build that particular thesis ground up and uh, what kind of talent you require for that and what kind of like you know uh, milestones so once you communicate that with the uh, institutional investors both institutional investors as well as the angel investors who is in a cap table right now um, and and uh, another thing help was like you know when we kind of started like we signed up about six or seven customers uh, so it was not initially we strongly believe a space tech development and space business development both are like you know t kind of a different thing um, we are we are adding in more and more uh, customers to the uh, the list and closely listening to them what they really want then kind of building the the the, the, the software stack around with it that kind of helped um, um, we so we both uh, we raised a reasonable amount of money uh, to kind of like you know take us to at least a couple of milestones um, and uh, uh, both institutional investors as well as private investors uh, were happy to be part of that particular group and uh, some of them are exceptionally good uh, entrepreneurs uh, who I think actually like you know all of my investors are entrepreneurs in uh, they are operating like um, pretty influential uh, technology startups um, so that way like you know f there's a running joke that like you know everybody everybody there is um, uh, running s um, thing is just that that particular software whatsapp group is like has more uh, from a from a from a valuation point of view than anyone else so that way it kind of helped and thankfully like most of the investors like I said were um, are like you know uh, technology entrepreneurs so their risk ability is slightly higher and uh, yeah so it was it was the right thing at the right time uh, with the right set of people uh, and thankfully we had anchor customers signed up so I guess you would need a lot of people who are working on cloud and data analytics yes. and uh, everything else. So do you think um, there's enough talent within India for you know who's ready to exploit all of that, uh, or you think the talent is still not there? Well, um, we are we are in Bombay, which is kind of an unusual city for an Indian space startup 
startup to operate, right? Like, you know, most of the space companies prefer uh, Bangalore or um, Hyderabad. And uh, Bombay also has a bunch of problems because it's extremely expensive to kind of operate. And um, But uh, we, in the last, like, three quarters, we kind of realized that more and more, like, you know, the, the way we are growing, um, most of the software talent is slowly is kind of a remote uh, operators than like you know just like okay come to bombay office every day and fix it slowly our space systems uh, team is kind of growing in the eu area than in bangalore um, our forward deployed engineers which is basically the, s- the the sales architects per se they are in uh, singapore london and new york um, so it's going to be a distributed team uh, if that is the case more and more like you know the global talent can actually join the vision of uh, um, kava then it was like okay bombay right um, we do have uh, we do have a lot of uh, we're hiring a lot of software talent in india um, uh, about 40% of them kind of operate from our offices, but um, our pr- pretty much, yeah, uh, half of our talent is uh, remote. Uh, but the skill set itself, uh, you, you believe well, that? Yeah, so, like I said, we are, a, we are a fairly young company, like, you know, we are, we, are, we are growing fast, but at the same time, like, you know, we are just, what, 20. Um, so, um, I'm hoping that uh, 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 more and more people will pick this as industry to kind of work on with when it comes to solving hard problems. I'm sure the talent is available. So given that you are based in Bombay and uh, you know, basically the initial set of customers seem to be around uh, India, for example, yeah. um, does it limit uh, the geography of operation to India or uh, because you know a satellite of course is going around all over the world right and you can collect information from in everywhere there's only yeah. two or three times that a satellite yeah, will sure. fly over India yeah. in that sense right so you have the rest of the orbits uh, and uh, so are you looking at diversifying immediately because every asset in, in space you can generate more information correct more geographies yes so from a from an organizational standpoint we are doubling down on uh, two sets of customers actually uh, one is definitely financial services and associated uh, industries which is probably risk management insurance and a bunch of others the way we deliver that particular solution is kind of unique so that way like you know f- uh, we can we can grow pretty fast in those industries uh, we have about 10 percent of it like you know which is kind of a government services um, but uh, the first set of course the anchor customers if you look at it like you know, we have like 12 anchor customers out of which four of them are indian the rest all are north america and probably yeah mostly north america so it's a natural way to kind of like you know expand into other geographies and look at their problems also and whether space can actually solve their problems so uh, yeah, in the in the in the in the in the months to come, like you know, we will grow into um, more and more geographies and uh, thinking about how to provide solutions for them. Um, so f- the first mission is always critical because you are, have to uh, kind of establish all the basics and right. uh, not just the basics of the technology, but the basics of operations and how that goes into feeding the customer with the the result. Correct. Um, so what is the kind of timeline you're looking at for your first uh, you know mission uh, possibly and also what is the scale you think you will be operating when you know you're fully f- 
uh, established with the delivery to the customer, you know, fully uh, operational. Right. So I think like, you know, we are kind of done with a bunch of testing. Um, I think end of this year, calendar year, we will have our first set of uh, uh, systems going. Um, which we are partnering with a bunch of people, I think, um, uh, mostly in the Europe. Um, the second set, uh, the entire timeline for our team, I think, is about two years uh, from pretty much March last. So, so in about yeah, in about two years, we will complete the uh, fair amount of constellation and uh, slowly, slowly expand our services into other areas. Um, our cloud systems, I think it's already done, um, at least from a first version point of view. Uh, we are deploying that with our customers. Um, some of them started, but we are scaling that particular part also. Space systems, uh, fully operational, um, two years. Um, so one of the main aspects of all of this is also you know, local policy, and uh, we have a lot of discussion about policy as well right. in, in many places. Um, uh, are you worried that there's something not there or you just want to be free thinking, okay, if there is a nothing stated as, uh, you know, that something is not uh, allowed or something, is because there's nothing clear. Right. Uh, there's no, uh, you know, uh, black dots on a white paper that say uh, something is allowed or something is not allowed. Because right. we are in that ambiguity today. Yep. Right. So what is your sense of uh, having to deliver these solutions, uh, you know, or... Will you, do you think that traditionally movers will move and then you know people who regulate then step in to regulate? Possible. I, I think uh, as entrepreneurs, like you know, our responsibility is to build a team which can actually like you know go beyond the usual. And uh, most times, um, there's a running joke anyway is that space um, startup capital of India is Netherlands, um, the same way the startup capital of India is Singapore. So eventually. Your responsibility is to, like, you know, the idea, the vision, your team, and your customers, right? Um, if a certain geography is not ideal to kind of build the things, uh, build the technologies, build the team you would like to build, um, then you move to a geography which supports such things. Um, I don't think um, entrepreneurs usually wait for... Um, uh, certain uh, departments to say or s not say certain things. Um, they usually problem solvers. So I'm fairly certain most of our industry colleagues are like already thinking about or already moved uh, to uh, friendlier geographies with uh, clear-cut uh, policies and um, soaps for entrepreneurs. Yeah, I mean, especially in a business like yours, I think it's... Uh, it, it doesn't, uh, you know, it's not that difficult because you're not essentially building a rocket or something where you have sure. to launch out of the yeah. same, same base. Yeah, right? I, yeah <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, so uh, so what is the full system of uh, Kava Space if it is established look like? I mean, how many satellites are you talking about? Or uh, Right, so we are talking about a full constellation of... Uh, Imaging satellites, uh, which would be like you know, f uh, uh, whatever the payload, which kind of helps both uh, risk management, uh, both agriculture and financial services. That means like you know, that kind of gives about kind of uh, payloads you want to operate in. Um, we will make sure that like you know, the information uh, flow from um, each country, each geography we operate in, it's kind of near 
near real time. Uh, that kind of gives it uh, our constellations uh, into multi-dozen ways so that like, you know, you can actually capture. We operate in low Earth orbit only. Um, the second step of that is to build efficiencies both for our own satellites as well as to the rest of the imaging industry. We probably will do um, some sort of uh, 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 computing solutions around that uh, from a cloud point of view. And uh, uh, in three, three and a half years time, the idea is basically to kind of like you know, own and operate uh, pretty much like you, know, you can do anything kind of uh, uh, constellation and um, expose it through an API and give it to pretty much everyone possible. Uh, right now, like, you know, it may cost a lot of money to kind of like, you know, operate these things, but uh, we kind of charge a fairly simple uh, user fee per user per month. Uh, in the future, we'll try to kind of bring it that particular down into um, like maybe $100, I don't know, um, at that level, and uh, give this particular data set to larger, uh, more, team members who can actually like you know f um, get data from here right now it's mostly enterprise customers but uh, in the years to come we would like to kind of give it to pretty much everyone so uh, what do you prefer in terms of launching do you care only about prices or uh, you know you would want to prefer using an indian launch vehicle or do you have any preferences there i think um, uh, both uh, uh, me or my team or our insurance companies uh, pretty much prefer anybody reliable, right? Um, and uh, uh, the, the, the risk management companies have certain like you know favorite uh, launch vehicles. Uh, but as a as a, a, a satellite um, sensor satellite based company or satellite enabled company, uh, we really don't care about um, the speci specific like you know. I, I don't have anything for or against PSLV, for or against uh, SpaceX. So pretty much anyone who is giving like a reliable launch at a right cost, uh, I'm sure we all will use it. Uh, have you talked to many of the vendors who serve ISRO and uh, have you seen any uh, either intention or even capability that you can leverage from them? I try to reach out to a bunch of uh, like you know suppliers. Some of them are really nice, um, but um, unfortunately at this moment for a company like ours, um, at least in the phase one, we will not be able to include many of them. Uh, but uh, some of the startups we are trying to collaborate uh, on certain projects, um, yes. But uh, the supply base, probably I'm not the right guy to comment on it. Um, I'm not the right guy to kind of uh, measure that as well. But uh, in our phase one, uh, very little, uh, at least. Startups, yes, but uh, the traditional ones, no. Yeah. Um, so, did you happen to do a benchmarking exercise as to how deep the data integration is in different markets in India against uh, you know other countries like you know UK or US, where the integration of data and its insights into you know several sectors and the regulatory is point kind of view? very deep. Regulatory point of view, or from the no, data no, no, from the completely business point of view. Yeah, so we are we are constantly learning that, like you know, f um, and uh, both uh, our 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 early customers are kind of like you know, f uh, pretty much uh, opening that particular data to us, saying that okay, this is how we are kind of interacting with it, like you know, but I need this specific solution around it. So that way, it's kind of a co-creation model, and uh, so like I said, like you know, most of the customers are pretty much India and North America at this moment. Uh, so we are starting our learning there and slowly moving into the rest of the places. But I, know whether, I don't know whether I answered your question properly or not. No, the whole idea is, uh, you know, for example, uh, let's take an, uh, an example of, um, uh, let's say, you know, creditworthiness of farmers, for example. Right. right? Um, 
if you let's say go to a place like australia right uh, because the farms are all aggregated and the farmlands are quite big uh, australia is one of the most uh, you know advanced countries in terms of adoption of geospatial technologies and precision farming and you know things like that although they don't have a very well established space program they have a very very well established uh, downstream integration of space into markets like agriculture True. and others yeah. so in india it's almost the opposite because the size of the land for example is so small precision agriculture is so difficult to get uh, get into play and then you know also data becomes a very big problem because if you don't have large pieces of area then you know yeah. the insights that you can generate also kind of get limited so there's all these mechanics that go into end markets uh, that are very different from you know a place like australia against a place like india and right. they're bottlenecks to all of that right yeah so yeah so got it now uh, true like a small farmer in india small hoarding in india is probably like what like 8 acres versus like you know 100 acres somewhere else uh, the loan amounts or a credit check amounts they are taking on top of that particular farm is also like you know probably like 15000 euros no more than that um you need a different set of um benchmarks for to kind of analyze that the banking team is already doing that um it's very interesting like you know a couple of the um financial services institutions we working with they using um some of the systems we develop mixing it with their current uh, risk management systems and pretty much creating a new way of uh, looking at it um i think that system will go live in maybe next month um i'm sure the other rest of the people are also pretty much doing um a similar thing that's that's one area uh, most of the banking teams and the risk teams are uh, excited about we are starting that thing in india i'm hoping that we will scale it into other countries also so the immediate geographies uh, you know you mentioned for example you us or you right. know more western countries yeah. uh, have you done any discovery in uh, let's say uh, southeast asia or africa or do you see yourself you know making a play there right um southeast asia i think uh, it's the idea is that without much of sales sales per, per se uh companies can actually sign up and uh, use it um the data we will slowly make sure that like you know they pretty much every part of earth is covered covered and uh, like in you know, a ready to consume from a programming point of view um when there are more customers we will probably like you know create a local office but otherwise it's pretty much ready to consume from anywhere in the world anytime now yeah there is also an integration of uh, you know things like uh, communication with right uh you know image data for example yeah. the simplest example is maybe iot sensors yeah. with uh, image data yeah. for example right uh, so i've been meeting a couple of teams here in india who are very interested in uh, deploying iot networks yeah. uh, which can add to precision farming and other things uh, so do you see this maturing over time because uh, of course the more sensors and the more uh, streams of information that you get the better insights that you can generate and the quality of the insights become better correct um i i have i've met uh, a group of teams kind of working on this we are not doing that um we are just playing in the uh, the image part of things but uh, there are a lot of teams around the world primarily going after the machine to machine communication or the industrial internet way of uh, looking at it um 
I'm sure it's, it's a large market, right? Like, you know, we need to kind of pretty much connect uh, every system on Earth so that once one day, like, you know, the robot overlords can take over. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, is a bull or bear question? Probably, like, you know, I will I say okay. Uh, so ISRO has uh, a set of, you know whole fleet of remote sensing satellites is now constructing sure. to do high resolution hyperspectral yep. you know all these things so do you see yourself uh, you know uh, making use of them by trying to access it or do you think you know this is something that you may not be really interested in Sure. I mean, we are always ready to kind of collaborate with um, any uh, sensor provider who is pretty much like, you know, creating a new set of data. Um, when that happens, like, and of course, we are more than happy to collaborate with everyone. Um, so where do you see the Indian startup ecosystem? Because, you know, when five years ago, there were hardly less, less than five of them yeah. operating. And today, you know, yesterday somebody said there's 40, 40 plus yeah. operating today. Uh, so let's say, you know, in, a, in five years down the line, let's say, do you think uh, this will be more than 100? Sure. Um, I think I, uh, from, a, from a core technology point of view, like, you know, the, the, the work is done by the first movers in space um, uh, from India. Like, you know, they have done great uh, when it comes to inspiring people like me and people like others to kind of like, you know, think about this as an opportunity. Um, yeah, this is going to be the, the next wave, I strongly believe. Um, probably like you know, more and more people will start from the application side of things, but then slowly build it into the system side of things. But um, um, I'm pretty much long on uh, this industry. Um, I'm sure more and more founders will uh, uh, like, you know, see gaps in this thing and uh, build uh, companies around it. So we've seen launch vehicle companies we've seen you know propulsion companies yep. uh, we've seen some downstream big data analytics companies yep. uh, you know all kinds of different companies coming up uh, what kind of companies uh, would you think are uh, missing in the ecosystem today and uh, you know which you, you would be very happy to see up and coming in the next couple of years i think um uh, like you know our industry colleagues are pretty much covering every like you know spot uh, possible from a launch point of view and the core system systems communication protocols like you know f uh, ground segment also downstream there are more and more technology teams are uh, building solutions around it um, there are a bunch of things we are doing like you know making more and more developers uh, come on to it and uh, creating solutions um, I would like to see more and more, whatever, whatever industry, whatever, whatever sub-industry sub our colleagues pick, I really want them to uh, really go out and create uh, important companies in that industry um, and uh, work with everyone from the industry so that uh, we all can collectively like, you know, learn from each other and uh, grow. So my last question to you would be, you know, what would you think would be the size of Indian space economy in terms of the value of it and uh, you know let's say the number of jobs in the next you know five years right it's a difficult question to answer uh, because like you know I am not uh, sure uh, the 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 real market right now like you know there are a lot of numbers uh, suggested by a lot of research institutions let's assume that like you know f um, with the first step towards like you know, building companies, most of us are here. Uh, let's consider that like X uh, in about 
five to 10 years time, ideally our responsibility to grow this particular market into 100x, right? Um, I think the sum of will be like, you know, pretty much even if like, you know, give a massive discount to the whole efforts. Um, I would like to see like, you know, f uh, the industry to grow at least into 100x. Um, when that happens, um, right now probably like another you know, private space industry collectively employ about what, like uh, directly or indirectly, maybe five lakhs, maybe like 300,000 to like 500,000 uh, people. Um, and when they, when they build more and more efficient companies, like, you know, I would like to see this particular number to kind of go 10x. Right, um, I'll be very happy like, if that happens um, or when that happens. Uh, the timeline, I don't know. Maybe like you know, it's three years. If the policies are correct, um, otherwise, like you know, f um, ten years. If the policies are wrong right now, because then every entrepreneur needs to go out, create a intellectual property elsewhere, then consider uh, India as a outsource center than a technology creating center. Thank you so much for your insights and for your time. Uh, I appreciate it for taking your time off uh, during the event. And Thanks a lot, man. No problem. And good luck to your team. Thanks a lot. I hope that, you know, uh, to catch up with you at a future event and possibly, like, you know, reflect on this episode. And Let's do that. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thank you for staying until the end. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to curator at newspaceindia.com. Please consider sharing this episode with any friends or family who may be interested in learning about India's space activities. If you would like to stay in touch with the New Space India community, please use the link in the description to join the New Space India Telegram group. Feel free to also suggest guests for any future episodes. A new episode of the New Space India podcast is released every other Friday. Do subscribe to the podcast using Apple, Google or any other podcasting platforms you may use. Until the next episode, thank you.